Topping the coronavirus news for this week, a second round of waivers from CMS, HHS distributes money and some confusion with the provider relief fund, and CMS suspends the advanced payment program. Those are just some of the stories we're following and we'll cover today. Hello, I'm Eric Zimmerman, partner at McDermott Will & Emery, head of the firm's health law practice, and a principal at McDermott Plus Consulting. Today is May 1st, happy May Day, and this is the Friday News Flash Coronavirus Health Law Briefing. First up, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services on Thursday issued another sweeping round of regulatory waivers and rule changes designed to ease burdens for providers coping with the pandemic. These changes include making it easier for program beneficiaries to get tested for COVID-19 and to receive telehealth services by allowing more providers to furnish these services at more sites. CMS also expanded the list of audio-only telehealth services eligible for coverage. CMS also announced adjustments to the financial methodology used to account for COVID-19 costs in accountable care organizations. Whether these are helpful will depend on individualized actuarial analysis. And CMS is expanding its Hospitals Without Walls program with changes that enable freestanding inpatient rehabilitation facilities to accept patients who may not require rehab care from acute care hospitals experiencing a surge. These are just a few of the dozens of changes announced yesterday. So examine the interim final rule or stay tuned for our summary. In our second story, we return to the HHS Provider Relief Fund. On last week's program, we discussed plans announced by HHS to distribute an additional $40.4 billion, including an additional $20 billion to Medicare providers, $10 billion to hospitals and hotspots, and $10 billion to rural hospitals and health clinics, as well as a process for providers to be reimbursed for furnishing testing and treatment to the uninsured. Since that development, HHS has opened up portals for providers to seek funds and to attest to the terms and conditions. HHS has also issued an FAQ document further explaining program intent and obligations. The messaging from HHS continues to be confusing and incomplete, however. New providers or providers that underwent recent transactions struggled to report. Providers who do not wish to accept the terms and conditions or who thought they were overpaid could not easily return or reject funds. And many questions remain about key aspects of the terms and conditions, including the balance billing prohibition and the quarterly reporting obligations. In our third story, we report on a surprise and unwelcome announcement from CMS last Sunday. CMS surprised many by abruptly announcing on a Sunday that the agency will not be accepting any new applications for the advanced payment program, which provides up to three months of Medicare payments to Part B suppliers as a loan or advanced payments. And that CMS will be reevaluating all pending and new applications for the companion accelerated payments program, which is available to hospitals, in light of what the agency calls historical direct payments made available through the HHS Provider Relief Fund. 
The announcement left many providers, most notably those who had not yet applied, curious and frustrated, as well as wondering how CMS could suspend the statutory accelerated payments program required by the CARES Act. Movements are afoot to persuade Congress to require CMS to forgive these loan amounts. And some speculate that CMS is trying to stem exposure to the Medicare Trust Fund, which has already doled out nearly $60 billion in payments to over 21,000 Part A providers and more than $40 billion to 24,000 Part B suppliers, including doctors, non-physician practitioners, and DME suppliers. Next up, the announcement on April 26th by HHS Secretary Azar renewing the current public health emergency for an additional 90 days. The original declaration, effective January 27th, was set to expire. Under the Public Health Service Act, the Secretary of HHS may issue public health emergency declarations in 90-day increments. The emergency declaration allows HHS to exercise authorities under Section 1135 of the Social Security Act to temporarily waive or modify certain requirements of Medicare. Given where we are in the arc of the pandemic, there was little doubt the PHE would be extended, but it was notable that the Secretary waited until the last minute. When we are indeed closer to an end and the PHE is allowed to expire, so too will the waivers authorized under the public health emergency. Providers taking advantage of these flexibilities likely will need some advanced signal of HHS's intent to extend before the next PHE is set to expire at the end of July, so they can plan returns to normal operations in an orderly fashion. Now for the lightning round. Also in the news this week, CMS issued supplemental guidance clarifying the application and scope of the nationwide blanket Stark Law waivers issued in response to the pandemic. CMS issued a Quality, Safety, and Oversight, or QSO memo, that addresses how long-term care facility quality rating scores will account for COVID-19-related surveys, announces CMS's plans to publish staffing censuses, and provides answers for several common questions related to prior guidance regarding infection control and operations during the pandemic. And finally, 53 hospital associations across the country began sending hospitals portions of a $100 million grant program provided by the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response. The per hospital amounts are intended to reimburse hospitals for PPE and other supplies. But the amounts are most often small, measured in the tens of thousands of dollars. A welcome grant in normal times, a pittance in these distressed times. Those are the coronavirus health law news updates for this week. For additional information or in-depth analysis about any of the topics we discussed, please visit our Coronavirus Resource Center at mwe.com coronavirus. Please join us again next week for another edition of Friday News Flash. In the meantime, thank you to our clients on the front line of this pandemic. We appreciate you and all you're doing. And to everyone watching, we're here to help, stay healthy.
This material is for general information purposes only and should not be construed as legal advice or any other advice on any specific facts or circumstances. No one should act or refrain from acting based upon information purely in the capacity of professional legal advice. The government will make no warranty representation to claims of any kind concerning the content herein.